0: Hello and welcome back to The Adamson's Versus. Uh, We hope you all enjoyed our last episode, The Adamson's Versus, The Conspiracy Theory. Uh, This episode we are talking about Adamson's versus the government. As always, a huge warm welcome to my co-host, James Adamson. Hello everyone. Just before we start, I have been throat fucked by COVID. I I don't think I have COVID, but it feels like I've got some sort of plague. So I apologize if I sound like I'm... That cunt out of Superbad. What's his name? You know the guy who's pure nasally. Christopher mintz Plass, That's who I feel there like right go. now. I'm, I'm just full of I'm full of phlegm. For the record, you um, don't sound like him. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. As you yes. Can, as you can tell by the film reference, we do uh, we do talk about films sometimes, and if you'd like to hear a podcast about us doing that, our other podcast Double Reel is
0: available to download now. Wonderful. So, we thought at some point we were going to have to do a podcast about the government, but recently it's been very fucking hard to pinpoint when we should actually do it, because, well put it to perspective, we're Sunderland fans, and our star striker got injured at the start of September, and since then we've had three Prime Ministers and two Monarchs. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything just seems to be turning about um, in terms of... The government right now so but we thought right this the liz, the liz trust debacle because i felt like we kind of spoke about boris johnson kind of throughout our podcast and called him a cunt now and again
1: that was kind of an ongoing thing there wasn't and it, it that was, was like just, everyone
0: yeah. kind of knew that but though the 44 days that liz trust was in charge it was just an omni shambles it was just
1: and bear in mind out of that 44 days
0: two or even
1: three weeks there was essentially no government business being done because the queen died so two days after she sort of became Prime Minister, the Queen died, and it was all about her funeral arrangements. Any reporting in the media was about what's going to happen at the funeral, whether fucking people off the telly jumped the queue to like do the lying in state. And then for, <laughs> for about a week after the funeral, it was, oh, remember what happened at the funeral? So for almost three weeks the government didn't actually do anything to fuck things up. It's like a new manager coming in that you're not sure about and they don't have a game for three weeks. So it's not like they've had a three-week unbeaten run. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it was like 44 days actually contains a period of nothing happening. And had that not happened, she might have been out in 30. It's a really, really weird well, time. But even
0: then, two? Yeah. Two weeks or something like that. So It's crazy. But even then, we're now we're somewhat out of date because we thought right we're gonna we're gonna do a podcast about the Liz Truss on channels and this was before she was going to resign, wasn't it? We were like, yeah, we'll get this penciled yeah. in and we'll talk about the disaster that this government, yeah. which we thought was going to be longer than forty four days, and,
1: and and she's already gone. I mean, this is happening she's, to everyone. Private Eye published their usual sort of fortnightly magazine, and she was on the front cover. And she and they, they they always say this magazine covers this period, and it's like two weeks from the date of publication. She didn't even survive her own issue of Private Eye. It's just a. Well, speaking of private eye,
0: just a wee caveat before we get into it. As you know, Dad, I am at wars with my local council, my local government. Um, Basically, where I stay, I stay in a block of flats, and we have to pay factors kind of towards the upkeep of the building. And in Scotland, there are rules about how they do it. They have to arrange it. They have to tell you who's doing it, how much it's going to cost, et cetera, things like that, to let us know that it's happening. We got a letter saying there was £6,000 uh, £6, worth of uh, painting and scraping of metal railings outside. And um, they sent us a bill saying after the fact that was... Um, this, is, this work might have already happened, so we'll send you an invoice at some point. So I've sent a very condescending letter to them saying how dare they, and I'm not fucking paying it um, because they've broken the law. But I, you told me to send that to Private Eye, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, as we all know, this podcast is called The Adamson's verses. And I got a, a reply from uh, a Mr. Minogue who said, Dear Mr. Anderson, thank you very much for your letter. So I decided to reply to him, Dear Mr. Meringue, um, I trust that we'll be using code names for any further correspondence. <laughs> kind regards, <laughs> James Adamson. And I haven't heard back from him. But I imagine there'll be a kind of a drop or a meet in a car a yeah, car yeah. park or a, yeah, yeah. somewhere soon. But yeah, she didn't survive her own edition of Private Eye. Maybe by the time my letter's published in Private Eye, we'll have another prime minister. It's. I mean, it's not looking good for the new guy, is it? Is it not? I thought it kind of quietened down. You know, though, you know that way, especially at work, we've got this iPad that we do a lot of stuff on. And we get loads of headlines about Russia and all that kind of thing from BBC News. We're not getting as many government ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's it's certainly not as absolutely flat-out batshit insane as Liz Truss was. <laughs> and it's certainly not as scandal-ridden as Boris Johnson was. The problem, we, I mean, we talked about this before with Boris Johnson. The problem with Boris Johnson was how you normally tackle a scandal is bad shit happens. The first bit of reporting comes out. And then it kind of gathers, it snowballs, you know. And the biggest one was Watergate. That actually took a year or so to to, to really kind of gather steam, as to go see how bad this is. Right, this is going to bring the government down. The problem with Boris Johnson is he had a new scandal every week, so you could every day, mate. Not even just if it was every fucking day. So you couldn't just the normal stuff that would happen, like the leader of the opposition would ask him some questions about it on um, Prime Minister's Question Time. He would lie his ass off. And Keir Starmer would make a note of what he said so that when, when the scandal reared its ugly head again, he would go, do you remember when you said this? You lied, didn't you? Right, Bring it, we're bringing you down. That never happened because by the time it emerged he lied about the last scandal, there was a new scandal. What's happening now is it's not as crazy as that, but the new Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is still under a lot of pressure. Firstly, six days after she resigned for breaching national security, the previous Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, a fucking freak, by the way, was reappointed <laughs> to the job. And f- since she uh, was reappointed, there's been pretty much scandals about her every single day, some of which are of her own making. Like she flies in a military helicopter 19 miles from one part of Kent to another to make it look like the immigrants arriving. It's an invasion. And <laughs> Sunak is probably not doing as badly with that because all the talk about her and the shit that she's doing and the fact that she's basically a fascist reliving the film Children of Men um, is distracting from the fact that the economy's still in the toilet and we want to see what he's going to do about it and he's under a lot of pressure. But he is personally under a lot of pressure for why do you appoint someone who's breached national security that way? And stories are coming out about her like she does this a lot. She's not working for the government. She's working for her essentially quite far-right backers and like sharing information about what's going on like helping them you know sharing policy with them about immigration and it's like oh this this is all very interesting why did Rishi Sunak appoint him Rishi Sunak's also under pressure for appointing a guy called Gavin Williamson who was so shit he couldn't even get into Liz Truss's cabinet but he's got a job and now stories have come about him sending abusive messages to fellow MPs so there is a bit of pressure there is a bit of the problems building and he's gonna he's also kind of delayed his next um Economic statement because essentially it's like shit. I don't even want to look. I don't. You don't even want to open that because it's going to be horrible. So he's under a lot of pressure and he got absolutely trashed at the last prime minister's question times. So he basically Starmer was going, "You fuck the economy. What are you going to do about it? You're appointing psychopaths to parliament. What are you going to do about it?" And uh, all Rishi Sunak could say was Jeremy Corbyn and Brexit. He looks out of his depth. <laughs> he's got a little bit of a honeymoon period because he's not Liz Truss. But you know, normally when a new leader comes in and the the polls improve slightly, yeah, he's haven't one percent. like so instead of being fifty-one to twenty-four, he's like fifty to twenty-five. Yeah, he's he is he is he's as fucked as Liz Truss, but because he's not because he's not absolutely as bat batshit insane and unable to fucking wipe her own ass as Liz Truss is, he's probably going to last a bit longer than her. Put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think he's obviously got a massive fucking mess. From yeah. the last two Prime Ministers. Well, that he was a part of, right? Yeah, now. yeah, He's yeah, got yeah, to wipe. yeah. He's got to uh, mop up some of the spillages that he obviously so calls. Yeah,
1: some of it's his own mess, yeah.
0: I think we should talk about... Well, hold on. I wanted to put a little uh, point there about Suella Braverman. Was that the one that was fucking about with the emails and stuff? Yeah. I'm really enjoying the outrage towards this. And I don't remember the same outrage, especially here. I know there was a lot over in the States, but it felt like people were more willing to ignore that for Hillary Clinton than they are for Suella Braveman. I just thought that was an interesting point. Remember when Hillary Clinton was going for the presidency and Trump kept bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up, and Democrats were kind of like, oh, yeah, but look at Donald Trump. He was on The Apprentice. It's got to the point now in politics where people are that bad, and this thing keeps happening regularly where we have breaches of, like, security, and people are only kind of realizing that that's a bad thing now. Yeah, I mean,
1: the thing with Hillary Clinton on her emails was a case of... What she did was bad, and in normal circumstances, what she did would have um, uh, damaged her campaign. Who would have said, well, Hillary, you fucked it. Get out of here. This is ridiculous, right? But yeah. the fact that Trump was the alternative meant people were going, oh, this is fucking horrible. But it's like being in a boat where the kitchen's on fire, but there's sharks in the water, so don't jump off the boat. Do you know what I mean? They didn't have a lot of choice but to kind of grit their teeth
0: and stick with Hillary, if you
1: see what I mean? I mean, mean. They, were,
0: they were just as bad as each other. But yeah, I just I thought that was an interesting yeah. point, how everyone's grilling Suella Braveman, but everyone thought, oh, well, she was going against Donald Trump, so she allowed, she was allowed to break the fucking law. The, di- the, um,
1: the difference with, with Suella Braverman is that she is deliberately doing it to breach national security. She is deliberately doing it to undermine her own government and to pass information to people who support her who were working against the government. Whereas oh, Hillary- she's back
0: in charge now? That's yeah. great, isn't it? And...
1: and it's part of something that this government has been doing for about seven years. They're all using their personal emails. They're all using personal devices. They're all using WhatsApp. And the reason they're doing that is they were given some advice. Do you remember that woman who came and did the gate inquiry and didn't really do much about Boris Johnson? What was her name?
0: Sue Gray. Sue Gray. Fucking ugly raid. Well, so,
1: so she is the one who gave the government previously advice that says, if you don't use a government device for government business... And then there's an inquiry about something you've done. The subpoena or the legal document demanding you to disclose all of the things, emails you've sent and information you've passed on about that topic wouldn't cover what you'd sent on a personal device. So it's a deliberate act to avoid transparency about the, um, about the business that you're doing and to cover up some of the things that you're doing, which you're working against your own government. What Hillary Clinton did was reckless, stupid, and shows that she would have been a bad president. But it was mainly her being careless and arrogant and and being a bit, oh, I'll just send it on my own device. I can't be bothered to kind of use this shit device I've been given by the government. Yeah. So well, it's de- degrees of shitness, but It's degrees
0: say. of shitness. I don't want to get into the into the ins and outs of whether Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton was is a good person or not, because she's not. She's a cunt. Um but I, I, was, I didn't know the ins and outs. But I do think it's its interesting that people are going after Sue Ella Braveman. But I didn't know that it was because she was trying to undermine her own party. But anyway, we're here to talk about Hillary Clinton. We, why don't we go back to when uh, Boris Johnson appointed a rapist? Because that's really what kicked off this whole thing that inspired this podcast. So Boris Johnson was a way to appoint that guy who I'm not even going to say his name. One, because I don't know it. But two, I'm not going to look it up because he sexually assaulted someone. And For some reason, the Conservative Party grew a backbone and thought, I'm going to resign. How dare you do this bad thing? This, this man's a predator. He's an abuser. And everyone was like, "Whoa, what's going on here? The the Tories are all resigning as if it was some moral fucking battle that they were fighting, like, oh, yeah, hashtag me too or hashtag I stand with her pish. He didn't give a fuck when 40,000 people died between March and June 2022 of COVID. He didn't give a fuck when he was calling Muslim women letterboxes. He didn't give a fuck when he was pulling all the shit that he was pulling, saying all the things that he was saying, and suddenly him appointing a Tory with a dodgy sexual history. All of the Tories, I imagine, have got some fucking skeletons in their closet. Why are you suddenly growing a backbone over this one to make you seem like you're good guys? I'm not just condoning what the guy did, by the way, if it comes across that way. I just find it very interesting that they suddenly grow a backbone and said, I can no longer support Boris Johnson because he's appointing a guy who's a sexual predator. But I could support support him when uh, he was pulling all the other shit that he was pulling ages ago and he was was sticking up for Dominic Cummings breaching COVID laws. When he was doing all the things that he was doing, you know, cutting... um, supplies sending people back from care homes sending people back um with covid from hospital to care homes and effectively wiping out the population of care homes i stood by him then but uh, appointing a guy who's a sexual predator now that's a step too far and that's
1: the thing with boris johnson because he was constantly with and <laughs> it's not like they it's not like it's a case of boris johnson did something a year and a half ago and it was out of order and he apologized and i gave him a chance and this is and this is like him breaking that uh breaking that. It was like a week before there would have been ministers going around on the telly going, no, he's, he's still doing a good job, don't worry, after the latest shit that has come out about him. So the it was a particularly farcical because they'd been, people were U-turning within like a week of, of defending the indefensible where Boris Johnson was concerned and then finally, essentially looking at the polls and going, yeah, this is bad news, we're fucked if we don't get rid of him and suddenly de- developing a moral conscience, which is basically the Tories' All in if they, if they, if someone is winning you an election or is ahead in the polls they
0: will pretty much let you do absolutely anything you want it's a fucking like no one gave a shit about well none of them gave a shit about partygate and none of them gave a shit when he prorogued fucking parliament to push Brexit through they didn't give a fuck when he was cheating on his wife the 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 way they were handing out contracts to their pals to implement covid ppe supplies or anything covid related when these when these Contracts were given to companies that had no fucking idea what they were doing. They were just pals of Boris Johnson.
1: Oh, I mean, the thing is with Boris Johnson. The weird thing with him was that appointing um, a, was it a chief whip who was a um, who was a sexual predator, and and going to parties while everyone else was in lockdown were the things we got him on. But they were by no means the worst things that he did and it was just like a case of he seems to have slipped out, he seems to have slipped the net and all the other things, but this seems to be the one that we can get him on. It was really, really weird. It was essentially, I think we said this, I've said this on pod before, it was like when they got Al Capone for tax evasion. Because he was, t- he was taking money from Russian oligarchs. When he had that affair with what her name was, Jennifer Curie, yeah. she was actually working for Steve Bannon and the people who were trying to in- implement fascism across Europe and South America. He is, he is a fucking bad person. And in the end, they went, "Oh yeah, Boris he's a bit of a dope, isn't he?" You know, he's a remember, he, remember when he was a level. I got
0: news for you. Remember when he was a fucking dope? Then remember when he was on a zip line. Remember when he called pigpog whiff whiff? Yeah, what a bunch of cunts they are.
1: He isn't. He is an actual bad, very very bad person who we need to keep an eye on. Because while I don't think he has a strong um, ideological uh, opinion of his own, he is more than happy to work with people who want to destroy our government because this is the other thing that's happening we already get into like governments around the world but this government is already dipping its toes in the water of doing what the republicans are doing and what the republicans are doing now is threatening that the the elections that are about to be held in the american moment are the last democratic elections that will ever take place in america okay but what they did before that was steps along that path like introducing voter id and making it harder for people to vote in the areas where people tend not to vote for them and um what uh, suella braverman's latest stunt was was taking a load of uh refugees from where they were in kent having le- kept them in in a in a huddled where diphtheria was breaking out and refusing to move them on from their original processing center hoping that some of them would die basically what she then did was took a bunch of them and dumped them on the streets of central london with no with nothing to 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 like you know, resources or anything to look after themselves, so that Sadiq Khan had to had to, had to take them on, which is exactly what um, Trump supporting Republicans have been doing with refugees in, in America. So, what this government is doing, what Boris Johnson was more than happy to give them over to, was the Trump model. He's just far better at going oh blah, 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 and seeming not as much of an actual vicious evil cunt,
0: which is exactly what he is. So, we're not even into the juicy bit. So. <laughs> There's a, there's a little revolution. There's a little Tory Les Miserables. Uh, do you hear the people sing? No, because they're all fucking dead from COVID. Um, and the, he resigns. He's forced to resign. He fucks off. Then there seemed... There was that, that fucking party leadership vote went on for fucking ages. It went on but longer in,
1: than Truss's actual time in office.
0: Fantastic. Brilliant. Um, so Liz Truss gets uh, voted in, and everyone's like... Oh. Great. I, I had no idea what she was she was going to be like. Um, but I could see that people weren't confident in her. Um, th- Britain's third um, female prime minister. Hooray, you know? Um, I mean, the the signs weren't good. Someone who'd,
1: who had worked with her in the past, um, shortly before she took over the job, said she's so dense she bends light. And fantastic. Ev- everything, sh- everything she said she was going to d- to do in office, everyone said it was a suicidally stupid thing to do. But because she dressed up like Margaret Thatcher, all the dodgery old fuckwits who vote for the leader of the Tory Party down from their fucking care home in Eastbourne, um, were quite happy for her to take over because she reminded them of the good old days of Maggie, with no thought to what she was actually going to do in office. I but think the she
0: Louis like Capaldi. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, she doesn't look like Margaret Thatcher, but she dresses like Margaret Thatcher. Someone actually did a whole thing where the the, the outfit she wore for one of the televised debates was literally what Thatcher wore in one of her most famous kind of uh, meetings in the eighties. She got she posed on a tank exactly the way Thatcher did. When she went to Russia, she wore a fur hat and a coat and posed exactly the way Thatcher did, even though it was like fucking October and reasonably mild weather, and she was dressed for fucking Siberia. So she's basically um, she, imagine a Margaret Thatcher cosplay enthusiast with a head injury. That was that was who everyone said we were going to get, and they were right.
0: A deldo in Thatcher's dead arse. <laughs> Do you know what that's from, don't you? Yeah.
1: Is that Frankie Boyle?
0: No, it's the Limmy. Fuck Frankie was a cunt. It's the Libby sketch where he's pretending to be a tour guide and he's <laughs> he goes past the armadillo in Glasgow and he goes You gotta watch what you're saying because look you see Armadillo too quickly, it says like armadillo. and then these two guys start arguing about Thatcher and he just goes a dildo in Thatcher's dead arse. That's a woman you're talking about. Anyway, so that was a very I very see. large tangent the the thing is
1: nothing no comedy or satire or grotesque like uh, like image that we conduct would be would be any more mad than what's
0: happened in the past two months that yeah this is it's it's getting it's getting wild so anyway Lewis Capaldi's in charge um and it it's almost awful from the offset she meets the queen the queen dies as soon as she sees Liz Trash goes no fuck
1: that she knew what was coming
0: yeah no get me out of here I'm done um and yeah so the queen dies so nothing really happens in, in parliament like you say for a good couple of weeks and obviously the biggest thing was the budget nobody knows what her other fucking ministers did um Basically, Boris Johnson had fucked the economy into the ground, so she tasked Quasi-Karting. Is that his name? quasi or Quasi-Karting? Yeah. Qu- quasi The guy with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, with fixing the country. So he, he came up with a mini-budget. And, oh, it was... My God, wasn't it popular? It fixed the economy right up. Didn't it? Yeah. No. No, did it fuck? So his plan was trickle-down economics, which is famously never worked. He thought that by reducing the taxes of the rich, cutting the benefits of the poor. Somehow poor people will see a slice of that pie from the rich people's money. I don't understand like how that works because those rich people are just going to keep that money for themselves. Anyway, that was his plan. Um, reducing tax brackets and adjusting them. So people were paying less tax depending on how much money you earned. But I am no economic expert by any degree you know i don't i've never studied it i have no idea but i know that you can't reduce the tax of people that are already paying no fucking tax yes you can't you can't get lower than zero the rich are not paying fucking taxes google amazon apple all these countries uh, all these companies take their tax uh, tax havens, or their companies do tax havens, like Ireland. They don't register their fucking businesses here. So I know for a fact that fucking rich people aren't paying their fucking taxes. So I don't understand where that fucking came from. But anyway, it, his his budget was as popular as a sex tape of your gran. You know, like you you don't wanna fucking see that. Well, the
1: thing thing is they did something really special with that one because trickle-down economics often, um, it it never works. It it often damages, well, usually damages the economy. It never leads to the growth they say it's going to lead to. The whole thing is an absolutely bullshit, botched premise. But normally, some of your kind of markets, your hedge funds and your stock markets and all of those things um, they don't mind trickle down economics too much because it, it ends up with money in, in the right hands as far as they're concerned, and shares still go up and things, um, you know, work, work well. What happened here is they introduced it at a time when the economy was really fragile, and they did it in such a way that it was going to devalue the pound and devalue the, you know, the, the British economy in terms of imports, exports, and all the things that people need to invest in when they're buying shares so everyone thought this was a fucking terrible idea even the rich people were like no 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 no. everything we own is going to be worth half what it's what it's worth by tomorrow if you do this the only people who sort of liked it were a select group of, of hedge funds that, that that made money in the short term by betting against the pound because they knew that the economy was going to plummet as a result of this everybody knew this was going to fail and quasi Kwarteng, what he did was a incredibly stupid and b the people he was having a champagne reception with people who the only people who are going to make him money from this was those hedge fund cunts who bet against the bet against their own country's currency and economy when shit hits the fan so it's it's actually even stupider than trickle down econ- economics it's a trickle down economics where everyone gets poor which is a re- it takes a real real moron to do what
0: he did yeah he's he's a fucking imbecile do you hear that before he announced his budget he was still kind of finalizing policies. And what he did was he had a little meeting with hedge fund managers and these big high up bankers. And he was basically, they were talking to him. You know that way that you wanted a takeaway mm-hmm. and you know for a fact your mum's got like pizzas in the freezer mm-hmm. but you want like a dirty, you know, pizza hut or a Domino's. Just, you know, you're just in the mood for a takeaway. Yeah. But you're the eldest and you can't, you can't, you don't have that kind of way to persuade your mum anymore so you go to the younger sibling you go yeah, to the younger one and you go
1: trying to sway the situation
0: go to mum and ask for the fucking dominoes these head fund managers did that to quasi karting. they said yeah i think you should do this yeah yeah no do that definitely yeah 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 you should do that that'll work you know liz trussell definitely yeah yeah that'll fix the economy for sure and basically he was swayed because he felt popular yeah with these hedge fund managers hedge fund managers sorry that he used to work for by the way yeah so that happened as a result uh, the bank of england had to print five billion pounds of money a day um for a significant amount of time i mean five billion pounds for a day is a significant amount of time but they were printing a lot of money to bail out the economy now for anyone who knows the history printing money is very dangerous it leads to hyperinflation um and makes your money worthless. And that's how Hitler came to char- came to power back in the 1920s, because the German um economy was so fucked. They were printing loads and loads of money. The the Mark was it was known then the Reichsmark. No, the Yeah uh, it was the Reichsmark. The Reichsmark as it was known back then um, became so like so undervalued or became it was depreciated so much that burning the money was cheaper than buying firewood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Yeah, they're very dangerous, Um, and as a result, he cost the country £65 billion in a couple of days, which is mental.
1: You see, the thing is, this is what, you see, Kwasi Kwarteng went to Eton on a scholarship, and he went to Cambridge, which means, while he's a moron, he's not unintelligent, he's just not intelligent at anything he does for a living. His his, uh, his degree or his whatever he his dissertation at university wasn't in economics. They'll tell you, oh, he's got a degree in economics. That's where i chancellor. He did a degree in economic history, right? And that just, that's just a degree in history. He did an essay on something that happened to the economy 150 years ago. That doesn't mean he studied economics, right? Huh. And he thinks that means, and this is the danger... It's like Elon Musk with Twitter compared to Elon Musk with electric cars. You're not you're only a smart person with what you're good at. You're an idiot with everything else. Do you know what I mean? And only and an intelligent person understands that and a stupid person thinks they're clever at everything they ever turn their hand to. So, oh yeah, I could I could uh, upsell down that building. I can fire that gun. I can fly that plane. No, you fucking can't. Whatever you are good at, you're not good at this, right? And they, what they also like to do is they like to cherry pick things like, oh, well, when they cut taxes in the 80s, right, um, it, it uh, had a benefit to the economy. Well, A, not for everyone. And B, have, a lot of other economic conditions were quite diff- different, okay? And, and secondly, when they printed money uh, during the, um, uh, the financial crash, inflation wasn't a problem. Inflation was never a problem during the 2008 crash, right? Um, interest rates stayed low. Uh, in, inflation you know the cost of living didn't get out of hand in that way so printing money in those circumstances it's like saying i'm going to speed up and turn left it's like well n- n- that that works if you're on a slip road you know to a fucking motorway it doesn't work if you're outside a school with a 20 mile an hour limit he they did not understand the situation that they found themselves in because they thought they were clever they're the kind of people who fit th- no matter how stupid they are they think they're smarter than everyone else they're talking to and that's who we've got in
0: government. Yeah. It, 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 it fucked the country right up. And now everyone's going to have to pay through their arse um, even more for any bills that they were potentially paying this winter. It's somehow even worse than we thought it was going to be. They fucked the mortgage market. Um, anyone who was getting a mortgage after like that week, the rates were fucked. and the Everything was fucked. Any, any,
1: anyone whose fixed rate runs out in the next couple of years, for example that is me it's really fucking hard and the thing is what you've got sooner going as well because of these tough economic uh, conditions i'm going to need to make tough decisions and it's like that would be lame enough 2 months ago when the tough decisions you were making were still down to fucking shit decisions that you and the government you were part of made but a lot of the a lot of the tough decisions they're making now are even harder even tougher even worse because of a single act of fucking economic suicide by one cunt and it's like it's like i don't care that it was Rishi, that it was Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak they're all they're all of a piece they're all of this group of politicians that have risen to the top because they're prepared to be loyal to brexit and loyal to boris johnson as opposed to competent right so this is all their mess and they're sitting there looking at us we didn't fucking do this We didn't fucking, like, decide to, like, fucking run down the NHS so COVID was worse than it needed to be. We didn't decide to, like, close the the department that was actually helping for plan for things like pandemics because they wanted people to fucking um, uh, concentrate on Brexit instead, right? We didn't fucking do that even the people who voted for Brexit I'm going to give them a pass on this because they were promised that that we would stay in close economic uh, contact with Europe we weren't promised this Brexit so we didn't do any of the shit that's happening now but they're looking at us and going well we're just going to have to cut our cloth we're just going to have to do something with with the implication that you guys are just going to have to be a bit more careful with your money for a few years it's it's not us we need to be more careful with our fucking money it's you you (laughs)
0: cunts yeah it's 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 fucking wild. And it, things that got, you know, overlooked because of this budget was that people like Jeremy Hunt are coming back into the foray.
1: And everyone's nostalgic for the good old days of Jeremy Hunt now, which sh- yeah. shows you how
0: fucking far we've fallen. I would rather have Mr. Blobby in charge of the fucking budget than Jeremy fucking Hunt. Because he probably just spent his entire time to, like wondering how much he could dedicate to fridge milkshakes and Crayola. I'd rather have that guy in charge than Jeremy Hunt. That guy's a fucking knob end.
1: Yeah, people forget because things are so insane that what he did to the NHS was fucking hugely, hugely damaging. What the only the only real difference between this, like the, the the last sort of six years of Tory government versus the first six years of Tory government, is that the people in charge then there were still one or two vaguely competent people left, and two. They were a bit more capable of answering questions and putting a smiling, sort of intelligent-sounding face on what they were doing. They were still shit back then. They still, they gave us six years of austerity, which meant that we didn't recover from the last economic crash before the next one fucking came along. They still like ran down the NHS, which made COVID worse, which is meaning people are leaving, you know, the, the NHS now, which means that people are, you know, they fucking anyone in any sort of public service job hasn't had a pay rise for twelve years, which makes the cost of living twice as fucking high. But the fact that the fact that Jeremy Hunt seems like a safer pair of hands than who we've had in charge lately because at least he can string a sentence together is really quite worrying because he's not hes not an improvement. He's the one who hid behind a tree even though everyone could see him when he was presiding over handing over media monopolies to Rupert Murdoch. I mean, that's our saviour. That's the guy who's going to fix the economy for us, by the way, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's 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 fucked, and you know we've had you know we've had two nearly three years of Boris Johnson, and he's fucked off, and you know his ship sailed, and now this mess that we find ourselves in is almost entirely his fault, and he's not going to get held accountable for it. It's You're that? Who's Sunak or Hunt? No, so obviously Sunak was part of Boris Johnson's government, but his leadership for the past three years has absolutely fucked the country into the ground. And, you know, no one's being held accountable for it. You know, if I know quasi-cartine got sacked, but at my work, if something's damaged, I have to put it in the bin. Even if it's like perfectly good, it needs to be, you know, written off and it needs to be put through a proper process. If I was to drink that can of Coke that got wasted or I was to eat a slice of bread from a loaf that was damaged, I could get the sack and I would be held accountable for that. And I don't think costing the country 65 billion pounds is being held accountable. 65 no. billion pounds, fucking the interest rate market and or, or amongst all the other things that have managed to go wrong in the past eight weeks. I don't think just getting the sack is being held accountable, you know?
1: No, and I, this this is, this is the problem is that you've got people in politics who will never, ever, ever feel the effects of what they've done to us. You know, there are people no. who... Um, you know, if, if they if they had you know when they had hoped to retire, your pensions fucked. You you got a completely different time period now, and how long you're, you're gonna retire? That they're sort of going, oh well, maybe we can grow our way out of the economy. You can't grow your way out of the economy if no one's got any fucking money, right? So they they don't they don't feel that because they they can vote themselves a nice fucking healthy pay rise next year. They are claiming money and expenses and doing second and third jobs and and already especially this government come from such privileged backgrounds rishi sunak's fucking wife is a billionaire they are so completely insulated from the damage that they're doing to us that they will never ever ever see accountability for what they've done i'm sorry folks we're often a lot more kind of humorous and and kind of light-hearted in our in our topics but we're having a bit of a kind of rant here but i think we're all in a similar boat that's like these twats have really done a huge fucking amount of damage to us. And it's very hard to see the fucking funny side, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and I think Kevin Bridges put it quite nicely that Donald Trump was President of the United States. As a comedian, it's very hard to make that any fucking funnier. Yeah. It's hard to make any of this shit remotely funny when it's actually that grave and that serious. Um,
1: The only thing I would say is I do think Rishi Sunak is going to be held accountable for this because... The one thing that Boris Johnson escaped, right, was accountability. And that's partly because he was so slippery, but it was also partly because um, often in economics and politics, the chickens come home to roost a while after the decision gets made. And often that's why people like Boris Johnson are very good because they're always distracting. They're always like... You know, he would say stupid shit in interviews deliberately so that that would be, like, the the top search on Google rather than something else that we really should be thinking about. It would be discussed in the news rather than the shit that we should be thinking about. And he skated off from each thing he should have been held responsible for over and over again. Proroguing Parliament, the way he fucking bungled Brexit, it's like that just got completely drowned out by the fucking uh, pandemic because that became everybody's focus. And the mess that he made of the pandemic got drowned out because the, the Ukraine war um, followed that uh, very shortly afterwards, even though they're mm-hmm. fucking up to their neck in fucking complicity for that. They take, make so much money from like uh, Russian oligarchs and stuff. They're so compromised on Russia and and have been so focused on other things that they fucking were caught sleeping when Putin did what he'd been threatening to do for eight years, right? And then with Ukraine, the, you know, that was kind of been the real kind of like chickens coming home to roost of that. I actually think it's right that we're supporting Ukraine and it's right that we're kind of standing firm and sanctioning Russia and getting involved in what we're doing and not doing a deal with Putin. But that costs money, right? But the, the difficult economic choices that need to be made on that—maybe a windfall tax, maybe a cap on on energy prices, and other things that will just keep the uh, the cost of living under control—maybe a few things that are going to increase borrowing in the short term, if someone's got a plan for that. And Boris Johnson was basically being sacked for one of his many scandals while that happened, and he never, had, no one ever f- had to sit Boris down and go, "Okay, Boris, let's see your budget, let's see your economic plan now. What have you got?" When he would have been found out, right? Mm. The difference is now Sunak has to make an economic statement, economic statement in the next couple of weeks, right? This economy is not going away, and the number one thing that governments get fucking killed by is a bad economy. Sometimes it's not even all that much their fault. Like Gordon Brown took more blame; he had some of the blame, he, he deserved some of the blame, but he took far more of the blame than he deserved to for the 2008 financial crash, right? So Sunak is going to be in post throughout the. All of Boris Johnson's fucking mistakes coming home to roost and all of his trusted mistakes coming home to roost. He's 26 points behind in the polls. He's not very good. He's fucking hopeless at answering questions. He looks like a robot reading from the auto cue. So when Starmer starts digging into him, Starmer's not even all that good, but he's a fucking barrister. So he knows how to fucking put someone on the spot. He is going to get ripped to shreds and he is bleeding in the water because his poor judgment over Suella Braverman, who is a fucking maniac. She's named after a character from Dallas, by the way. So she comes from a family of idiots. Right? The um the all the chickens are coming home to and Sunak's watch, and he is gonna get fucking trashed. The only shame about this is that Boris Johnson isn't going to get as trash as he fucking should have been because if Boris Johnson had presided over some of the real economic pain and the dropping in the polls to about 20% and, and there was shown up for what years, that would have been perfect because then Boris Johnson would be fucking completely kind of killed forever. There is still a remote chance that Boris Johnson comes back in a couple of years and claims that, you know, it was other people that, that fucked it, not him. It's, 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 it's limited. But Sunak, Sunak is going to get... By all of this, he's like, if your, if your team, if your football team is shit, right, and all sorts of bad decisions have been made, and you hire another incompetent manager, right, he is going to get caught out because he hasn't got the fucking tactics or the players to fucking get out of this spiral. Do you know what I mean? Sunak's in a relegation dogfight, and Big Sam Allardyce, he
0: is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, are we missing anything else that they've managed to fuck recently? Um,
1: well, there's all the usual stuff. Like, Sunak is. Um, his wife uh, owns a company called Infosys, which is um, promised to leave Russia and hasn't. Good. He, he introduced uh, or brought in new tax or implemented new tax laws in exactly a way that would uh, benefit his wife and not self employed people in this country. Um, when when he was last in power, he made changes to taxes that impacted everyone. Anyone who's, who's earning a fucking any single pound on a, in a part time job was going to pay more tax. But wealthy people like his wife wouldn't pay a penny more in tax. There's all of that stuff. That's good. Um, it's you know he's the 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 thing is he's uh. I th- I think the main thing is there's a big economic statement coming out and Sunak at the moment because he was chancellor and because he introduced furlough and because he borrowed money to help people through covid he probably wasn't the worst person in the uh, in the, in the British government during covid but only because everyone else was so fucking useless right um, but he is he's not that good right and he is about to have to make changes to the economy changes to taxation changes to borrowing cuts to services that's coming and he's he's going to catch all that heat um but w- with all these things there's so there's so many sort of things being left over um really i mean the only thing we haven't really covered is how disgusting Suella braverman's discussions of uh of, of immigration are we've touched on it but she is she's the one who dreamed of of, of sending people back to rwanda she you know she's categorising like the immigrants as an invasion and spreading stories right. in the papers, right. that is basically, she's she's from the far right. Suella Braveman is only in a job because she represents the far right who are taking right. over the Tories. The thing that Boris Johnson was very good at disguising was how far to the right the Tory government has been pushed. Because, um, you know, before all this was happening, um, Nadine Dorries, who, she's a distant memory, but what a fucking moron she was, she basically wanted to sell off uh, Channel Four into the hands of another right-wing asshole, basically to punish them for asking her difficult questions. Um, you've got people from the what they call the European Re- Research Group who have ensured that the type of Brexit we get is the one where our borders don't fucking work and we can't sell goods anywhere. Um, just so that they can have you know turn the uk into like a, a tax haven for them and their mates and 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 basically push an increasingly right-wing ideology towards immigration and and you know culture wars and suella braveman is in power because rishi sunak needs to su- the support of that that branch of the party and she is pushing things to the far right they are scapegoating immigrants at a time when all the discussion should be about the economy and how we're going to fix things and how we're going to sort out public services. And everyone's talking about, oh, Albanians are fighting age are like invading our shores. This is, this is a government that's trying to, you know, stave off the possibility of someone else voting them in. They're filling the press with uh, culture war stories, blaming everything on immigrants. They want to make it harder for you and me to vote. They want to put a Union Jack flag in every corner, and so that they can claim that anyone criticising them is anti-patriotic. It's very, very worrying. It's the only, only, the only saving grace is they're about to be fucking wiped out of the next election, hopefully. But <laughs> that, the, the the Tory party is being pushed to the far right, and we should count ourselves lucky that the polls aren't like fifty fifty like they are in America, because America is trying to do this and they're succeeding. They are succeeding in becoming an anti anti-democratic right-wing dictatorship. Make no mistake, that's what this government in this country would like to do, and their complete incompetences are only saving grace.
0: It's not all doom and gloom, though, is it? <laughs> oh wait, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, the 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 thing is, they—if you want to take some comfort from it—the longest they can do this until is 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 twenty twenty four. There are signs of genuine rebellion from the. Um, from the backbenches of the Tory Party, how much longer they're gonna they're gonna put up with this? I don't know. Can we say? I mean, Rishi Sunak is so desperate to save his job, maybe he will accidentally do some good. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, you know, I would rather they called an election tomorrow and the grown ups took charge again. But it would be in in return for not such a big Labour majority, and you know, maybe the you know, maybe Starmer and the Lib Dems would have to work for a few votes. I'd happily exchange that for some good being done to the economy now. And if that meant Sunak got some credit for doing a good job, I wouldn't fucking mind, really. Because in the end, I don't just want to sit here in a country that's fucked and shout at Sunak. I'd rather sit here in a country where things were getting better. So I think Sunak knows that. And Sunak, is his desperation to maybe make things better might lead to some good things happening. The fact that an election is coming and the Tories are going to lose, if we can just hang on till then, that's good news. And if it carries on like this, this Tory party might be out of power for a very long time. And that would be good news. It's all just about getting through the next two years, really. Unfortunately, we just come out of a period where it was just about getting through the next two years when it was COVID. Do you know what I mean? And prior to that, we were just getting through a period Well, if we can just get through this Brexit shit, maybe we'll be better on the other side of that. So we just need, we, we just need to turn the corner and not find another fucking crisis in front of us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that, the Adamson's are versus the government because the government are an absolute fucking shower of shit. I think that's why we're versus the government. Um, there's so much to talk about the fucking incompetence of this government. We've never had a chance to say much about other people's governments and the messes they're getting to. There are There are signs of recovery. Um, you know, a fascist in Brazil's just lost an election despite his best efforts to overturn the election. So, yes. you know, hopefully the good guys are starting to win again. Um, but... I mean, uh, is there any more to say about how fucked things are? Should we try and find some find something else to cheer ourselves up?
0: Um, I think, I think it's I think it's just important to say that you know, with all of this going on, I think it's important that we all kind of start looking out for each other a little bit more because the fucking government aren't. Yeah. Um, when I work, I obviously work in a supermarket, and the thefts just going through the fucking roof. Yeah. Um, and, the, you, and you
1: know, and you know, that's going going through the roof because people are struggling you know
0: Uh well yes and no so I'll touch on that in a second but we're also having a lot more collections from like food banks and from charities and from homeless shelters and stuff like that like before they didn't seem to give a fuck but they're now coming every night so it's there's it getting bad in terms of theft um we obviously have our high theft lines so like always like spirits so vodka gin whiskey all that stuff um, and that's always going to be a thing that always gets stolen by smelly junky bastards. But, um, a guy the other day filled up a all full of like toys for his kids to steal. So I think that's how he was getting their Christmas present. And, um, and then another <laughs> the other day, a guy and his pal, his pal just stood at the front door so the uh, the sensor wouldn't uh, shut on him. And it would stay open, yeah. and he just lifted about fourteen tubs of Quality Street. Just in one big stack, carry them out like a big fucking accordion, mm. and take them out the front door. So yeah, th- theft is getting worse. Um, I've never understood, uh, like, I've understood why people stole whiskey and stuff like that because obviously they're they're smelly junky bastards, and they're um just trying to you know, numb the pain that they obviously experience from being a smelly junky bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. When you start stealing, like, toys and stuff like that, which is obviously, you know, you're stealing that because... That's,
1: that's not for survival, is it?
0: Yeah. Um That's, you know, it's because you don't want to pay for your kids' Christmas presents, which are, I don't condone, but I've always said, like, if a if a, if someone comes in and steals a th- fucking thing, a baby formula, that is more desperate than stealing a bottle of vodka. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... Yeah. But, yeah, it, it is getting bad. So if you are listening, I think... Just keep an eye on you know one another. Be be kind to one another. Unless you're a smelly thieving junkie bastard, then you can go and yeah. fuck yourself. We we, um, we
1: even need to be kind to the normal Tory voters who don't really agree with the shit that's happening either. The thing that we need to remember is that if you go on Twitter and you and you go on like radio phone-ins and you you, you see the kind of selected kind of wild fucking you know uh, you know populist bullshit they come out with there's a lot of people who kind of vote Tory because they come from the social stratum of the society that you know believes in things in a slightly different way but doesn't you know still believes that we're one nation and still you know doesn't want to kind of dismantle the NHS don't forget that they're as fucked off with all this as, as we are and it, you know it, you might have to grit your teeth a little bit but we need to we need to look across the hall a little bit and and join everyone up you know we need we need to go back to the days of the 90s when a lot of people formally voted Tory when actually this Labour government looks like the people who should be in charge. Um, I'm not prepared to vote for that or not not vote for my lot because I, we really need to see a change. We need to try and go back to that period where there was a bit more optimism and the people on the other side of a political divide in your own country aren't your mortal enemies. I know that's not easy to, to, to see sometimes but, you know, that you know Tories are people too, honest. Uh. I can tell you're not convinced, but try, try and think on it, try, try Wait, and do you it. You
0: don't live in a city with where half the population are fucking Rangers fans, right? I know, <laughs> I,
1: I, know I know that's a bit special.
0: I'm a bit special. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's Florida the Man we up to? Hit me with it. Well before we do Florida man there I think I'm dying there are there are
1: a couple of uh, it, like stories from around the world that I thought probably don't deserve their own episode but um, uh, might uh, might raise a smile um I don't know if people noticed um, that like there's been a lot of scandals in chess lately the fact that someone's using anal beads to kind of help them win a chess game
0: I did see that.
1: It's, it's been discussed by other people, but apparently it's some sort of someone is sending them like uh, um, uh, like vibrating anal beads, and someone's sending them messages. Which is I don't know quite how it works. Maybe it's a case of you know if you know vibrate twice if you should use your knight now, or vibrate twice if you should kind of you know uh, sacrifice a bishop. But it was very <laughs> weird that like the, the cheating in chess has gone gone to that uh, that excessive level. Um, I saw quite a funny story, I don't know how true it is, about a kid in India who um, who was bitten by a cobra and bit it back and the cobra died, not the kid.
0: Fantastic.
1: It's it's a bit That's like the that.
0: most... Is that India? Yeah. Of course it is. It's always fucking India when that fucking happens, man. I love that country. They're fucking mental.
1: It kind of reminded me of like that, the vengeful elephant story, but I also thought it's a really sort of kid thing to do, isn't it? It's like, you bit me, I'll bite you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'll just tit for tat. Um, but it turns out that when a, when a, when a snake bites you, it's probably just, it might've gone after the kid cause it was smaller. It might've just gone after the kid because it was like, sometimes you startle a snake and it does that. And if you get the anti in time, you don't die. But this kid grabbed the, grabbed the snake and bit it really hard behind the head twice and basically punched its brain. I just thought, wow, that, <laughs> that's one tough fucking kid.
0: What a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that made me smile. Um, have you seen any news that made you smile?
0: Any news that made me smile? Um, no, it's all fucking miserable. Any news that made me smile?
1: Um, there, there was, well, funnily enough, the, uh, the sun is smiling at the moment. Someone's found it. NASA took a picture of the shot. It looks like the sun's got a, uh, took a picture of the sun, which makes it look like the, the sun's got a smiley face. Um, because of some like strange phenomenon with sunspots or something,
0: it's probably planning a solar flare to fucking extinct us. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yes, good.
1: <laughs> and what I don't know if this makes you happy or unhappy, but apparently celebrations are removing bounty.
0: No, it makes me the, very unhappy. I 30, 30, love coconut. 30, 39% of people don't like them, apparently. Don't, don't fucking know. eat them, then, you stupid fucking cunts. I think what they're... a fucking stupid thing! If you give me a burger and there's a fucking slice of tomato on it, I'm like, oh yeah, I won't eat the fucking tomato. Fucking idiot. Ed- oh fuck! I hate this country, man. I hope there is a fucking solar flare. It's a fuck. What a disgrace! What a disgrace! Oh, uh, I don't, I don't like banns. I don't want them. don't fucking eat them. Then how fucking, how fucking stupid is that? Oh yeah. I don't like getting shagged up the arse off a donkey. Don't get shagged up the arse off a donkey then. No one's making you <laughs> holy fuck.
1: Yeah, I thought I yeah, I thought that was gonna be more a more light hearted story than it turned out to be.
0: <laughs> um Oh you see the celebrations are saying that you can send them back. I think every person that brings back a thing full of um bounties should get fucked up the arse by a donkey.
1: I think I feel sorry for the donkey in that situation.
0: Stamina isn't it? a lot of yeah, stamina.
1: Yeah. but maybe they should introduce panini swaps for celebrations.
0: Coordinated by Eeyore, or
1: You could look, you, you could have donkeys carry in the celebrations. If donkeys have to be involved in the process fair enough. <laughs> but like, you know, sort of like you can say, you know, I I'll 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 trade my I'll trade my bounties for some fucking quality street or whatever, <laughs> whatever else they have. Um, let's move on from that because that didn't that didn't make us happy. Have you seen that like a town keeps getting its sign stolen because it's called Cockbridge?
0: <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> and
1: th- this is one where people will probably need to kind of look it up. Um, but a bloke in China has just won twenty six million pounds on the lottery, um, and he didn't want his family to know because he didn't want them to just get complacent and and like and, and ask for handouts, um, which it's not the most generous kind of view of your own family, but in order to um, uh, maintain his anonymity, he basically turned up in a, in a huge uh, yellow mascot suit. It looked like a, a yellow bird, like an angry bird disguised to collect his check so that no one would know who he was. <laughs> I thought that was quite an inventive, an inventive storyline, but yeah, it's, I'm 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 really I'm really digging here to try and find stories of, and this one this sounds like something they used to fill space. World's dirtiest man dies age 94 just months
0: after being persuaded to wash. Oh, I thought that was going somewhere else there. <laughs> like I thought that was taking a dive.
1: It's like there's people speculating as to whether the, the making him wash is actually what killed him, but I I don't know about that.
0: Like when Father Jack comes out of his fucking uh... yeah yeah. State of inebriation.
1: Yeah, this guy looks like Father Jack. His fingernails are black. It's quite disturbing. Apparently, he's never had a wash until he had a, finally had a shower. But yeah, let's leave that. Shall we? Shall we turn to Florida man? Because that always cheers us up. Let's turn to Florida man. Um, Florida man blames paranormal activity for two missing tires on his car. <laughs> he was basically, he was basically stopped for suspected drunk driving. And he was drunk driving. He was drunk. Good. He, he didn't... He had two tyres missing from his car. So two of his wheels are just sparking off the road. The, it's the metal on the road with no tyre on it. And when they asked him why he didn't have tyres on two of his wheels, he said, someone's put a curse on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. Um, this is... A Florida man doctor, so it's a Florida doctor accused of prescribing controlled substances in exchange for sexual favors. Oh no, that's just that's, that's
0: not that doesn't lighten the mood. No, it's just I just thought it was just you weird. just read that one without vetting it. <laughs> um, Florida
1: man destroys car in Disney World parking lot, leaves a hundred dollars and a note saying sorry.
0: Fantastic.
1: Um. Florida woman arrested after a bruising, biting fight over a sex toy. Huh? When you read the news story, it basically says that this woman and a man, not sure what their full relationship status was. Brother and sister. Quite possibly. Essentially, she had a sex toy, and for some reason the man insisted that it was his sex toy and wanted it back, and it escalated into a fight where they were like kicking and biting and bruising each other. And weirdly enough... When the police kind of like were, were called to intervene, they, they uh, assessed that the woman was the aggressor and arrested her. So she got arrested over a fight over a dildo. Good. Which is very Florida.
0: I watched a, a video recently involving a dildo, but it's not going that way. Okay. And um, <laughs> someone takes a kettle to the, the bonnet of their car and there's a massive dent and they pour boiling water all over the dent. And the dildo's got this... Like sticky, pungery thing that you can put it onto the wall yeah. for, I imagine, an improved angle. <laughs> they, they put the dildo on the, the suction bit of the dildo onto the bonnet and lift the dent out of the, the bonnet, and it's perfect. It goes back to normal. But my favourite thing about the video is that in a broad Lancashire accent, she goes, Get the dilly on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the repair shop spin off we'll never see. Um, oh. so this one was quite this is just very Florida Florida man posing as a security card arrested over stolen car knowingly driving on a suspended license and theft of toilet paper and 24 cases of beer
0: uh, uh, there's so much going on there
1: <laughs> um, this is one where Florida man kind of bites back and I have to say I'm on his side it says house building company built a driveway through his property so Florida man put a pig pen on it amazing
0: Fantastic. So, so,
1: property developers obviously pulling a fast one and like cutting off people's
0: property well, to like do the their fucking opinion. council. So. Yeah,
1: and to, to get back at them, he just put a load of pigs on on, on the driveway that they just built. So, I'm <laughs> with, I'm with Florida man on that one. That's quite inventive. <laughs> this one is this one is funny because nobody died. No. Um, Florida police mistake man in Halloween costume for real safety threat and send in the tactical team. <laughs> This is this is really crazy because basically, a it's Halloween and people are going to be in weird costumes. Think you know, think twice, right? They called the police because they saw what the guy was wearing and thought it was like potentially some sort of threat. And the police turned up, took one look at it, and sent in like the SWAT team. You know, the the automatic weapons and the fucking you know flak jackets and all that sort of thing. Now. This is not someone who's wearing a bad-taste outfit where he's possibly, like, looks a bit too much like Osama bin Laden or he's wearing a suicide vest. Because sometimes Americans wear kind of very bad-taste outfits in America, right? I looked at the photograph. This guy looks like, if they remade The Exorcist as a Western, this is what Father Karras would look like. <laughs> it's a priest with a cowboy hat. I have no idea what? How, they, how they thought this guy was a fucking threat. Now, fortunately, when they arrived and realized it's just a bloke in a costume and went home, nobody fucking got shot and that's something to be cheerful about in America, especially in Florida. But how stupid do the police have to be to go, yeah, send in the SWAT team. There's a guy who looks like fucking uh, cowboy cowboy exorcist. I really don't get that at all. <laughs> and this one, th- th- this one has a sort of a whimsical quality. I'm going to finish with this one because I-, I like this one loitering Florida man tells the cops he is quote allowed to carry meth just ask the FBI I mean basically it's a weird sort of alky looking bloke but he's walking around loitering looking a little bit out of it and the police go up to him and say can I search your bag and he says yeah sure search away you know the way someone says I've got nothing to hide search whatever you want they find a large um, uh, quantity of methamphetamine and he says Look, I've got an I've got an affidavit from the FBI saying that I'm allowed to carry meth.
0: Fantastic. He doesn't, <laughs> and he's not.
1: He's not claiming like it's not like he's claiming like they used to have to do with kind of uh, weed. Where they say I'm allowed to carry weed because I've got you know cataracts or something. It's almost as if he's he doesn't expand on it. He says no, the FBI is not allowed to do this. Like he's like he's sort of been deputized. He's been deputized by the FBI to carry meth around with him. <laughs> but that, I like, I like the way he tried to style it out.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: if, he, if he came up with that excuse on the spot, that was quite inventive.
0: Well, this happened yesterday, actually at work. Um, these kids came in trying to take cardboard out. Um, and you know what kids are going to do. Like there's, there's two nights of the year or three nights of the year, technically where you have to like tell kids to clean fuck off. And it's Halloween when they try and buy eggs yeah. and Bonfire Night and Hogmanay when they try and uh, take cardboard out the shop um, and I went to them and I went what are you doing and they went oh the manager said it was fine and I went do you think I'm fucking buttoned up the back give me the cardboard you're obviously going to set that on fire and they went oh no 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 it's for a project at school and I went Wah. fuck clean off no it is nee, but saying that I got caught with that when I'd fucking just first like joined the company and some kids were like can we have some uh, cardboard for a bonfire? And I just didn't even think twice about it. I went, Oh yeah, that's fine. And then, as soon as I did left the shop, when yeah, that was pr- that was a fucking stupid thing to say, wasn't it? And then on my way home from work, a fucking uh, <laughs> fire engine soared past me back towards where I work, and I thought, oh yeah, that that'll be my fault then. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's always things. The, the, there's a couple of other news stories. I, I, I was looking for this page, and I finally found it. Um, one cheery thing about the government lately is that Rishi Sunak in, um, did a promotional video for, like, How Good He Is, which is embarrassing and shit and all the things you'd expect it to be. But the thing that ended up making the news and and, and the, the number 10 Downing Street having to issue a denial was is that it sounded very much like they'd used the Gary Glitter song on the soundtrack.
0: Oh, no. And which one
1: Hey! F- it? Hey! It do Hey! But it's... um, He... um. He he claims that he hasn't, but it's just it's the one kind of cheery aspect of it is that they're so farcical they're using, using Gary Glitter songs on their their promotional videos. But there's a couple of other news stories that that, that, that charmed me slightly is um, the Peruvian drug police um, have arrested a drug ring where the where the um, the criminals were dressed as Spider Man, Thor, and Captain America.
0: New Avengers film looks shit, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers Avengers Narcos (laughs) Uh, and uh, this headline just kind of you know I think this is just a bit of attention seeking to get in like a a desperate local paper but woman who married a ghost says it was hard to find a church that would host their big day
0: fantastic oh that's fucking brilliant You you don't say I have one more funny story from work that I think you'll like so uh, I work in a shop and next door to us is also another supermarket another shop and these two known shoplifters came into the shop so one of the other managers stops them both and searches the bag and there's two bottles of whiskey in there and he's like well give them back and I went oh no we weren't stealing them from here that was from next door so we'd caught them we'd caught them with stuff they'd shoplifted from another store right <laughs> It was. It wasn't our. It wasn't our whiskey. It wasn't our. It was a bottle of bourbon and a bottle of whiskey. So our manager goes back to them and says, "Look, I've got a bottle of your uh, two bottles of your whiskey here," and they said, "No, no, no, keep it." You know, just like as a gesture of goodwill. So now we're raffling it off to raise money for teenage cancer trust. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I thought that was a funny, sweet wee story. It's um, a
1: it's a funny story with a happy ending. I, I like it. Aye, I like well, it. It's I
0: like better it. than the other day when they we opened the bag and loads of syringes and. Uh, uh, That fell out for... I mean, at least they're they're, they're single-use needles. They're being safe.
1: Oh, yeah. Good, good. Be safe.
0: Exactly. Wear a condom.
1: (laughs) 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 Ah, dear. So, I think we've given the government a good going over. We've done our best to find some stories that would cheer us up to kind of take us back from the brink, back from the, the abyss we were staring into there. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the lovely people this month, mate?
0: Um... Stop buying fireworks. They're really bad for dogs. Ah,
1: oh, I'll tell you what the our our neighbours are mostly fine, and we, we've got one set of neighbours who the the rest of the of the street don't really talk to that much or well they keep themselves to themselves a bit and they are all right. the 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 the, the, the father of the house had actually run into a burning house the other day where one of our neighbours' house caught fire. So they're essentially decent people, right? But when they do fireworks, they don't they don't just do the ones that go up in the sky and make a colourful a colourful splash they just have the bangers which make it sound like someone's let off a lump of semtex in the garden
0: yeah they get theirs directly from the fucking ukraine
1: those fucking those fireworks should be fucking outlawed i mean i i'm I'm not keen on people just having impromptu fucking firework displays in their garden because it's 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 quite shit but at least the ones that go up in the sky and are colourful i understand why they want them but who even sells fireworks that only fucking sound like a bomb that make you think yeah. you're in fucking Northern Ireland in 1983. That's fucking bullshit. Those should not be on.
0: To like. be honest, given the state of the country right now, I'd rather be in Northern Ireland in 1983. I'd rather uh, chance my luck.
1: At least you could watch the Undertones play in life.
0: And uh, no, I'd fingers. rather stay. I'd rather stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've convinced me. <laughs> what
1: a burn on the Undertones, man. <laughs> fucking it out. Okay, so anything else to share with the lovely people?
0: um no we'll have another episode uh, of this out uh and probably around about a month's time but also check out our other podcast yeah
1: um
0: double real podcast is it, what's double reel film podcast or just double real
1: double real film
0: podcast double Call- real film podcast colloquially
1: known as double real
0: yeah that yeah it's it's evolving that's right um we'll wow. have there should be an episode already out which kind of tied into the theme of conspiracy films yeah that's right and then we've got another episode that'll hopefully be out for the middle of the month or the end of the month.
1: Yeah, about 25th of, of November, there'll be another one out. And we, we aim to have um, an episode just before Christmas for you as well, so that you can you can, uh, you can can listen to something nice while you're wrapping your final presents.
0: Eight Mile. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it's dumb, isn't it? <laughs> so...
1: As, as always, um, don't let them get you down. I know we kind of, most of this, this podcast was a rant at the government, but I think we needed to let off steam about it. The, the good news is they're not going to be around for much longer, and we can watch them get absolutely kicked in the, sh- kicked in the balls for, for as long as it takes to get rid of them. Um, as always, Florida Man, we salute you. Um, shoplifters, uh, we don't salute you. Um, but- but but junkies be safe and always use a condom I'm not sure that's going to be our catchphrase for long but it's our catchphrase this time
0: junkies always use a condom I kind of like it
1: (laughs) this was the Adamson's versus the government next time it will be the Adamson's versus something else the music was District 4 by Kevin MacLeod look forward to speaking to you again next time